0: Hey, how's it going everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us once again this
1: week. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl
0: Brugemann, And I'm his brother, Will Brugemann. Today on the podcast, we're going to be taking a look at a genre of video games that has occasionally come up on this show, but uh, I think it's actually going to be a really great episode because today we're going to talk about simulations, games that are essentially, the mechanics of them are the core engagement. The whole point of these games is trying to simulate an action... Or event, or some type of thing that does exist, or aspects of it Exist in the real world. Yeah, that's as opposed point. to the example that I have is um, uh, one of the games that we're going to talk about today is Pilot Wings for the SNES. Pilot Wings is a flight simulator, and another common kind of flying game on the SNES would be Star Fox. And I would say Star Fox is not a simulation game because it has a story; it's a fantasy, and the mechanics are a means to an end. Yeah. So flight simulation—that's one example on today's playlist. You also
1: have. Life simulation, something like Animal Crossing or even Viva Pinata, which we'll get to later. You also have uh, kind of those god-like games like Roller Coaster Tycoon, where you're kind of building either a theme park or a city. Games like that where it's kind of construction right. based. They're all different Yeah, and kinds. when he says
0: god-like, he's not comparing them to a deity <laughs> as if those games are of that quality. I mean, I really like Roller Coaster Tycoon, <laughs> but... Yeah, so there, there's a lot of different subcategories of simulations. It'd be funny and if God just goes around making, you know, roller coaster theme parks. That's what I would do
1: if I was No, uh, this is going to be a really fun episode. It's one that we've been looking forward to. We've been planning for a long time. And I think it's going to be a really eclectic group of tracks because I guess overall, I would say this is going to be a fairly relaxed and kind of chill episode, right. a lot of pretty and well, soft yeah, music. Well, that's one thing
0: I kind of wanted to also talk about right off the bat. To me, one thing that I've noticed is it seems like a lot of uh, simulations or, I mean, in a clinical sense, some, we're not doing too many of these, but like actual simulators that really aren't even games at all. They're right. just really just trying to functionally recreate something. A lot of times if there is music, it does tend to be that kind of more Muzaki elevator oh, yeah. background music. And I think we we are going to hear that, and what's interesting about that is there is sort of an overlap between kind of stock production music, elevator music, and video game music, because they both draw influences off yeah, of this jazz, was... but they both have an emphasis of a clear, apparent, and catchy melody.
1: Well, yeah, th- this was actually kind of a kind of a long process of whittling down this episode, because there was a lot of stuff that just didn't have a place uh, on this episode, a lot of simulation games that, just like Will said, just had really kind of boring music that we would never Ever want to talk about. So this was fun to go through series and games that, honestly, we never would have normally given the time of day, but to prepare for this episode, we found some really cool things. There's one in particular, a couple games from, this, uh, from the Tropico series that I am really, really excited about. But yeah, this is going to be a great time. So what you guys started playing in with was from Harvest Moon, A New Beginning. That was an entry on the 3DS in the Harvest Moon series. One of Nintendo's, I would say, probably most well-loved simulation series. That was summer-themed composed by kumi tanioka once again for the 3ds so let's get into it here so you know we have to start off with a quintessential pick this is from the sims which came out in i believe 2000 for the pc this was a huge
0: game Well, for... the sims was sort of a spinoff of sim city wasn't yeah
1: it? The, in general the sim games the sim series sim city uh sim copter sim farm the sims all those games like that uh are definitely like when you think about simulation, that's going to take up the majority of this episode. Well, they I would still say go uh,
0: to, to this day. They're, but they're The still Sims was iterations. by
1: far, I would say, the most popular to that point, and has definitely retained popularity. There's a lot of people that the only games they've ever played in their life in the video game
0: world are the sims well and games. the crazy thing about the sims is it's not just kind of like uh where you're like building a city you can actually you know you control Life people simulation, and yeah. their relationships. lives and their relationships it's kind of it really is kind of godlike because so, you have control over everyone and everything so
1: this first and i gotta say guys the sim series has great music that was something yeah. i was not um i didn't know before i prepared this playlist Cool. So let's take a listen to a track from the first game. This was composed by Jerry Martin and Mark Russo. We're going to play by Mode 1 from The Sims. really pretty kind of reminds me of uh, the elevator music we were talking about the public domain kind of music that will love so much something like Rayman Origins that's a game that really taps into that era this is buy mode 1 from the Sims composed by Jerry Martin and Mark Russo what a fun track definitely something relaxing that would be good background music while you're buying stuff
0: well and it's a great combination of uh jazz harmony and i guess a little bit classical harmony i would say mostly jazz harmony and pop Music oh, harmony yeah. and being done with orchestral instruments does give it that classical flavor. But I think that's why I like uh, that type of, you know, 50s lounge music kind of sound because you do get the benefit of really beautiful, lush jazz harmony, but there's this clear focus on melody. And I think that's why so many simulation games go for it because it's really easy to have in the background mm-hmm. because there is that melody. It's not really complicated music that, um, You really need to like focus on it's something that's the whole point. Yeah, the the whole focus.
1: It has to fit really snugly in the background. One thing I gotta say is, for the for the time, what was this like two thousand or two thousand one? You know, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's when this came out. This sounds pretty good. You know, on a technical level, you hear a lot of um, early two thousands or late nineties PC music and it's just really compressed and just really kind of
0: crappy quality crappy synth. Well, and what I also like about That's it is not the case here at all. This music has that kind of perfect 1950s domestic quality to it, which <laughs> I think is perfect for the Sims because it like it's very pristine, it's really clean and it has that like Um, you know, in, if you watch old films from the 1950s, like their vision of the future and everything is sleek and clean and really like pristine and this music kind of gives me that feeling. And I think the Sims is kind of uh, this like utopian idea of like this perfect, um,
1: right yeah so this did come out in 2000 for the pc and then a couple years later it was ported to the ps2 which that would have been interesting to play this on the ps2 because i imagine that a mouse would be a little bit more natural for this kind of a game so now we're going to move on to another absolutely quintessential pick in the world of simulation games roller coaster tycoon definitely the most nostalgic game on this uh playlist for me i remember the day that i got this for christmas i asked for this when i was maybe like Is it 9 or 10 or something like that? You
0: are probably 12.
1: Yeah, I really love this game. I was obsessed with it. I played it like the entire day, that that Christmas day and most of that winter break. And I just had a great time with this. So let's play the main theme from Roller Coaster Tycoon. This is composed by Alistair Brimble. Here we go. I love this. was the main theme from Roller Coaster Tycoon composed by the British composer Alistair Brimble. Such a classic theme of my childhood. Will was saying a fun fact that this uh, track was inspirational to the first piece of music he ever composed it was at a very sort young of age.
0: Unintentional it was the the A the A section was um, sort of major and the B section was minor, and it was very much like this. I remember when I wrote it, I almost thought that it was this, and then I checked. Yeah, well,
1: well, obviously guys, what this track is going for is the carousel sound. Something that would fit I at think home at on least a merry-go-round. for this
0: part, what I find interesting is the first part has sort of a Russian mm-hmm. quality to it. Uh, definitely a classical music. It, it sounds very Mozartian. Yeah. Um... Uh, which may but be it's intentional. So good for this I don't game. know if they're trying to make it seem like Russians. I just I can't coasters. imagine I
1: not booting this game up and not hearing this theme. This is just it really gets you in the mood to to play this well, game. And
0: there's a little bit of a darkness to it, and I feel like even the game has that because <laughs> everyone's sort of barfing like, all over well, the place. that and like sometimes just. crashes people crash and people will die or people will drown like it is very kind of there is a (laughs) a grim aspect to it that's funny well yeah no i agree so now we're going to
1: move on to um one of the flight simulation games we're going to talk about today top gun yeah so really there's kind of a spectrum of how realistic flight simulation games are i'd say on the top you know the most real is something like microsoft flight simulator obviously that's actually used for to train pilots and then on the other hand you have more arcade style things like um ace combat so i would say that in i would say that in that spectrum this game it's called heroes over europe is definitely on the arcade side of things (laughs) nice this is uh heroes over europe composed by david logan let's take a listen to the main theme Nice orchestral track. Uh, one thing I just wanted to make a distinction is—is is really, you know, in some ways I would say. Uh the combat simulator is probably its own genre. So this game is a combat simulator. Same thing with Ace Combat. You're shooting. Right. It's about it's about war. Where Microsoft well, and, and, and Flight and that, Simulator, there's I you're not shooting you anything. I think if too broad
0: a definition, almost every game fits into right. some aspect. I mean, most games aren't just completely abstract, you know, concepts. Most games are. There is some but yeah, sort of this, simulation. This is a game where you're shooting enemies in planes. This is the main theme from Heroes Over Europe. Well, and I think just for the definition of simulators, for me, it's more about that the core engagement are the mechanics of the game it's about Mm -hmm. like the feeling of just being in a flight simulator Where something like Call of Duty I think there is a little bit of the immersion it is kind of the fun of shooting but there's all these kind of things that you get to do in the games where things that are just simply about flying or right. just the you know and, like the and there's
1: there's a blurry line and we're well aware of that i mean there's there are a couple picks today where some people might not consider <laughs> them simulations and we definitely don't want to just kind of open a can of worms of, but yeah, let's play a call good of duty music track and we yeah this to is do good it. this is good music here so um let's now move on to sim city for the snes this game came out obviously for the pc and i think the amiga and tons of different platforms but we're gonna play the snes version because that had its own soundtrack composed by the wonderful soyo oka which we're such a big fan of one of our favorite classic nintendo composers let's play a track called megalopolis from SimCity. That just has Soyo Oka's fingerprints all over that. That is Megalopolis from SimCity for the SNES. You know what's it. funny?
0: This has a very kind of metropolitan sound to it. I wonder and why. I think that kind of, again, going back to that jazz music, <laughs> that elevator music kind of sound, there's a lot of. It's dense the perfect chords, way to do that. Yeah. Uh, and and, and that is
1: continued and... on the SimCity series so much. Jazz, absolutely. One thing that's cool when you listen to the soundtrack, um, hearing how she's. Kind of moving forward with civilization from village to a town to a city to a metropolis to a megalopolis. It gets more and more like jazzy and sophisticated musically. It's cool how she does that, how she conveys sophistication
0: and like technology with music. Well, it's also like jazz is. Considered to be kind of the quintessential Western. That's true. Kind of art. I mean, as it's as contemporary.
1: Yeah, isn't it funny how it's such a natural choice? If I were to be making a soundtrack without any, I would probably do the same thing. It's such a natural choice to move in the direction of jazz as you get more kind of.
0: Uh, technological. Well, I think it's just logical, the progression of music history to some extent. And also, it does have this association with kind of like America and capitalism and kind of using that Western economic Model, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So now we're going to play a track from a
1: DS game, and we have a few really nice DS tracks today. This is from Animal Crossing Wild World. We knew we had to include an Animal Crossing track, um, and the one we ended up going with was from this installment. This was composed by Katsumi Tataka and Asuka Oda. Let's take a listen to a really fun, playful track called New Year's Party. And oh, it's a little bit late. You guys, you know, obviously we just missed New Year's a couple weeks ago, but here's New Year's Party from Animal Crossing Wild World.
0: This is New Year's Party from Animal Crossing Wild World for the Nintendo DS. Uh, something that I wanted to talk about, the Animal Crossing series in general, um, all the games were worked on by Kazumi Tataka, and there are some other composers that came in for uh, Wild World and New Leaf. Uh, Suka Oda actually helped work on this soundtrack. Um, this was one of her early projects because she kind of learned uh how to compose video game music from Kasumi Tataka and Mm -hmm. you know if you listen to the show you know that like he's one of our favorites and what I find interesting about this series is that I think that concept of simulation and sort of trying to depict these real type of scenarios um, the music is really subtle But I think what I really like about it is Tataka still has his kind of signature melodic flair And even oh, yeah. though most of these tracks are incredibly sparse And very limited music, That's why you bring bringing Tataka sprinkle, you know, yeah, He'll I sprinkle these think, little motifs I can't in and think out. of
1: another composer that is able to write music so child-friendly and so simple but it's actually engaging. Right. I think a lot of times people completely check out, and I'm you know, guilty of that for, in my opinion, the original Animal Crossing. As a soundtrack, I, I can't really be that engaged because it's just so simple and so background, but I got to say, Consuming Tataka just did a brilliant job... Well- and of I feel like making ha- something so simple, but he has powerful. an obsession
0: with simplicity. Like, even on a melodic level, you know, he'll get the most mileage he can out of staying on one note. He really kind of has and You an know, appreciation the only other composer for pitch. I can think of like that is Koji Kondo. But I feel like Tataka has an even greater obsession with simplicity, where yeah, I, I feel like Koji, it's kind of like whatever is most effective. Sometimes it's a really busy melody, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a really simple melody. But with Tataka, it's like the minimum root of distance between this point and that point, yeah. and it's like as his career goes, he gets more obsessed with that. I mean, think about like Nintendo Land. I mean, that melody is it's so just, much it's just kind that of one a note. zen way to approach video game music I, you're right i would say koji kondo's approach
1: is more of like whatever is the absolute best choice for this game that's what i'll do well and just for <laughs> whether like, it's a music
0: purity yeah this it, also like think about animal rock. crossing i mean the most melodic and busy thing in the entire first game is that main theme which is essentially it's kind of like chords you know dun yeah. dun 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 dun, dun, dun 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 it's really simple yeah, shout out to Brian and Brian and Steven at Train
1: Station at eight. They're huge fans of Animal Crossing. They even named their show after it. So now we're going to move on to Ace Combat 4, Shattered Skies. Uh, we're going to play um, a track from this game as well as the next game in the series today. Just because, you know, when we're having this episode, you, you, the first thing I thought of, not one of the first things was, oh, it'd be actually cool to include some Ace, Ace Combat music because there's some really good music in there. This particular track is called The Bird Spread Its Wings, and it was composed by Katsuro Tajima. And um, you guys might be aware of, uh, I would say the classic Ace Combat sound is kind of mixing orchestral music with techno. What I wanted to do in this episode is to try to showcase some of the other sides of these soundtracks that people might not be familiar with. So this is a really pretty sparse solo acoustic guitar track that you wouldn't necessarily think sounds like Ace Combat, but it's really beautiful. So let's take a listen to The Bird Spread Its Wings. Tragic piece of music. This is The Bird Spread Its Wings from Ace Combat 4 Shattered Skies. This track was composed by Katsuro Tajima. You have a lot of talented composers that worked on this soundtrack, one of which we're going to be talking about in the next. Installment. Uh, Kaiki Kobayashi, we talked about him in our Favorites with Friends um, episode with the Kellys. But yeah, he was on the soundtrack, but he only uh, composed a couple tracks, and then he kind of became the head composer in the next Ace Combat. But Will, what are your thoughts on this? Definitely if I were to play this for you, you'd probably never guess this is from
0: Ace Combat 4, would you? Probably not. I'd probably be put to sleep. (laughs) In a good way? Maybe. (laughs) The verdict is still out. No, it's
1: good. Jury's still out, yeah. It's just like... You know. And know. get used to that, guys. If anyone is sleepy, you may be asleep by the end of this episode. There's a lot of really good, calming music on today's episode. But there's
0: episode. also, if you're a fan of good melodies, there's a lot of engaging Absolutely. melodies as well. This
1: is a really cool pick. I was excited to look into the soundtrack because I'd heard things about it, but I'd never really listened. This is a PC um, simulation game, kind of a business simulation game called The Movies. The whole point of this game is to make your own movie, and it goes through the entire history of cinema from silent movies and this composer daniel pemberton who's a pretty successful film composer from uh from england he had the task of that's such an english name what pemberton <laughs> pemberton yeah daniel pemberton the third wow. you know he had the task of going through the entire history of cinema starting from silent films so he has some really kind of nice honky-tonk ragtime pieces all nice. the way to modern film score everything in between even cheesy 80s j- synth well stuff. I,
0: what i like about it's it cool. is there's a lot of stuff that is trying to capture that Like old Hollywood sound Which is
1: great And that's my favorite thing And so that's what we're gonna play We're gonna play a track That is going for I would say maybe like The 20s or 30s This is a track called Moonlight Romance This is by Daniel Pemberton From The Movies just fade this down and talk while this track finishes up here this is moonlight romance from the movies composed by daniel pemberton and in case you're wondering if you're trying to find info on the soundtrack and you google the movies take a wild guess what comes up movies that are playing around you it's really hard to find this game because it's called the movies google the movies it's the impossible game. to find info on this because if you type the movies the game it's just you'd be surprised what comes up So I was happy I found this This is Moonlight Romance From The Movies, The Game, The Movie The Movies, The Game, The Music This is cool I mean it's just such a cool rare treat For a composer to have the opportunity To go back to this kind of music for a video game It never happens And it only happens because it was this type this of game This kind of
0: swanky it's celebrity, celebrity jazz so cool. It's
1: really cool and, and guys you should check out some of the 80s stuff He like purposely made it really cheesy uh, And he did a great job I will say I don't know about compositionally if he, if he necessarily nailed every era, but he definitely technically nailed every era as far as it sounds like everything. Um, he even does kind of his homage to John Williams in a few tracks, but I think we should probably move on for the sake of time. But That's a beautiful piece of music. We're now going to play a tr- another DS track. This is a game called Nintendogs. I'm sure some of you remember this game. This is a pet
0: simulation I remember game. In Smash Brothers Brawl, uh, the Nintendog would come up in one of the levels and lick the screen.
1: Oh, that's cute. Yeah, no, I played this game uh, a little bit. I remember when it came out and kind of bored me. Definitely bored me. Uh, not really a fan. You're always
0: a cat fan, anyway. No,
1: no, no. I'm a dog Nintend- person. Nintendo. Nintendo. Dogs plus cats was, I think, the sequel. But anyway, this was. Guess who composed this one? Well, uh, Paul McCartney, Hajime Wakai, oh. record that uh, composed this one. This is Nintendo. He does
0: work at Nintendo.
1: He does. This is BGM one from Nintendo Dogs by Wakai. Let's take a listen. is called BGM-1 from Nintendogs for the Nintendo DS composed by Hajime Wakai. The one word that I guess I would sum up this, it, it just feels like classic Nintendo music, is it's non-threatening. <laughs> it's really just like <laughs> yeah. music that it's just like, it doesn't want to be, it doesn't want to, you know, insult yeah, you or offend starting you. Starting <laughs>
0: with the GameCube, it just got really light, you know, Super people like light. Shinobu Tanaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this sounds like some something like Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. Some of the Asuka It's Oda good music, yeah.
1: but it's... Cheesy. I don't really have qualms saying. I really that. like I, mean, it. I think it's. Super I like dear. it a lot. But if anyone's wondering, like I'm a well aware of the cheese factor of this. This is you know it's. It's it's child-friendly music, but I think it's good music, too. I mean, I do think this is well-composed, and I'm I'm glad we got to include this I guess I, in the episode. I, I guess
0: I don't feel like it's cheesy because it's just not really going for much. I think cheesy is when you go for something really kind of outrageous and, like, over-the-top. In some it ways, I feel like it's irrelevant fake, what right. you're
1: going for. For me, the cheese factor comes in when I listen to something, the effect that I get personally. and when I, I mean, this is not anything I that, I that I would ever want. very sensitive to that. I would never want to listen to this kind of music in my day-to-day life. I mean, I'm only kind of being forced to think about it critically. And I, I, that's thats glad. I think that is opening my eyes a little bit. But really, I mean, this this is just nothing I would really enjoy listening to in my in my normal life. So I'm glad that
0: I'm able to kind of think about it in a, in a different lens. Well, I'll be sure to tell um, Wakai San that when I uh, have dinner with him later. Well, Will, I don't know if
1: you're going to be able to have dinner because last week you said some pretty bad things about trading Hajime's with Hirosawa and Wakai. So I think he might be still upset about that. So I don't know if he's going to invite you over. We're now going to move on to SimCity 3000. Uh, Will, do you remember in our in our last Greatest Hits, Greatest Hits 2013, we played that really awesome jazz track from SimCity 3000? Yeah, of course. That was really good. But we're going to play another track today. This is Up Downtown, <laughs> Kind of hard to say. Composed by Jerry Martin. And I believe Will found out that uh, Mark Russo, who is another composer of this series, is a sax player. So this is probably Mark on the sax. Let's take a listen to Up Downtown from SimCity 3000. (laughs) This is Up Downtown from SimCity 3000, composed by Jerry Martin. This would be in my top five jazz, like authentic jazz soundtracks in video games. I think it's just, it's just a jazz album. You're like if you were to show this to someone, they'd probably be really shocked. That this is from a computer game. I think uh, the budget that some of these uh, Sim games have, you know, SimCity games like that. Uh, is really impressive to me as far as the music they really I think the music is so much more important in these simulation games than it is in a lot of other genres I gotta say and it's definitely when you think about a lot of these games you can find these soundtracks on iTunes and in general that that's a little bit more rare for video Well, games. W-
0: whether the music is more or less important I think is sort of a different discussion, but I definitely think it serves a different purpose. I think it's almost trying to make it feel a little bit less like a video game and more almost like a virtual workstation. It almost sounds like music that you could hear in like, while you're doing, like, a TurboTax CD or something. Like, it's just... (laughs) I think it has a little bit of that uh, adult kind of computer Well, you know what I love about um, the
1: fact that this type of jazz is included in a a computer game is it forces the player to listen to it and and most likely enjoy it. The the average person, the 12-year-old who's playing this game, they may not have any appreciation or they may not care at all about jazz, but it's forcing them to listen to a type of music that they normally wouldn't. And I think that's one of my favorite things. Uh, Maybe it's something that's not necessarily on the forefront of when you're doing it, but I I, think that's really cool. I think that's
0: true. You really do like shoving music down people's throats. That's really (laughs) one of your favorite things. I do.
1: No, but you know what I mean? Like, I think it's introducing,
0: in some ways, a new generation to jazz music. No, totally. Yeah, I think that's... uh that's another kind of argument for why video games and game music has value because you know it's another way of introducing people to something different and you know video games are compelling and fun so if you have that if you reinforce you know a type of music that someone may not listen to on their own with that kind of fun experience you know if they heard a piece like this they may be like oh that reminds me of this game that I really like absolutely Really, really cool stuff. Great sax playing, as well
1: as the Muto trumpet on that one. Well done, guys. Now we're going to move on to I Am So Excited, guys. Right in the smack dab middle of this playlist, it's time to move on to this week's track of the week. This is from Tropico 3, and this was a series that kind of near the end of of my preparation, I'm so glad I stumbled upon this series because for the third and fourth games, at least in the Tropico series, it's all Latin music. So this is Latin, authentic Latin music by actual groups uh, that have recorded albums outside of this game that it's like licensed music, you know? So this game features, most of the tracks are from Alex Torres and his Latin orchestra, the track of the week this week is Vernes Social from Tropico 3. It's just it's just very very fun and active and it gets your attention and it keeps it. You guys should be warned that this track may make you get up and dance. Let's take a listen to Vernes Social from Tropico 3.
2: Como hoy es bien social, voy a hacer todo lo que pueda. Como hoy es bien social, voy a hacer todo lo que pueda. Por eso voy a beber tu clase ron y cerveza. Buscar una buena mami y gozaré hasta que amanezca. Como hoy es social, voy a hacer todo lo que pueda. Como hoy es bien social, voy a hacer todo lo que pueda. Por eso voy a beber tu clase ron y cerveza. Buscar una buena mami y gozaré hasta que amanezca. Social, voy a hacer todo lo que pueda, como y bienes social voy a hacer todo lo que pueda. Por eso voy a beber tu clase ron y cerveza, buscar una buena mami y gozar hasta que amanezca. Como y bienes social voy a hacer todo lo que pueda. Como y bienes social voy a hacer todo lo que pueda. Por eso voy a beber tu clase ron y cerveza, buscar una buena mami y gozar hasta que amanezca. Buscar una buena
1: Oh my gosh, this is a blast. I kind of want to have a spotlight on Tropico 3 just to play all this music. You're listening to Vernis Social, uh, Social, I guess you pronounce it, from Tropico 3 by Alex Torres in his Latin orchestra. It's so melodic. What he's singing is so challenging to sing. It's this line. It feels like it was this like composed like flute line that he's having to force lyrics in. It's so beautiful and majestic. And the band is just going ballistic with the syncopations. It's just... It's definitely one of the most kind of like kind
0: of intense mambo's I've ever heard. Yeah, there's a lot of pop to it, especially with the production sound. Everything is kind of close miked and just has that really intimate um, dry sound where you can't even, you know, it doesn't sound like any room. It also doesn't sound like there's any You hear how high this
1: trumpet is going? That's one of my favorite things about Latin trumpet playing is they just go ridiculously high. No, but the rhythms of this one, I feel like kind of are the star to me. Totally. Uh, This is fun. So now we're going to move on to another track from The Sims, first game in this series, once again composed by Jerry Martin and Mark Russo. We're going to play a really pretty piano piece called Building Mode 1. Enjoy. Listening to Building Mode One from The Sims, composed by Jerry Martin and Mark Russo. This is so different from that earlier track we played by Mode One. So all the by themes are, are kind of more of that kind of public domain orchestral, and uh, most of the building mode themes are more kind of piano driven. Uh, this is I, again, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm saying this, but this is definitely a little bit more cheesy than the Buy mode theme. I, I think this is a cool track, but um, a lot of this soundtrack and a lot of the series kind of really borders on the line for me, like whether or not I enjoy or whether or not I just, like, I don't know, kind of just think it's cheesy. What do you think about it? Do
0: you like this track? I do. I think it's good for this kind of game. I think in general maybe why any of this feels cheesy is not just the music on its own, but it's the context; it's that kind right. of the the choice to use jazz music like this is such a kind of obvious one yeah. that I think sometimes having stuff like this in the game it just feels so expected. Uh, the only thing I think unfortunate about this is that they couldn't come up with a better name for the track than Building Music One. Yeah, I mean I
1: don't know if there was an official soundtrack release or if that was just because there's a lot. Of, there's like Building Mode One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six. There's like a lot of different. I just think it's funny. It's mode.
0: like now for a piano piece building mode, building one. mode one well I is mean, that is ew. that any worse than you know in the classical era where yeah, it it's just much like worse i know but I that think. was all number based too yeah but at least was about music it was like prelude one symphony Not number building five mode one symphony
3: number
1: five i think it's about as good as building mode five nah all right we're now going to move on <laughs> to um another track another game in the harvest moon series this is harvest moon ds this soundtrack was composed by Kenjo... Was this for the GameCube? <laughs> no, this is actually for the PS1. This is composed by Kenjo Hajiwara, Mitsuoshi Kadamara, and Ryo Takagi. We're going to play Winter HM. This is really pretty from Harvest Moon DS. You're listening to Winter HM from Harvest Moon DS for the TurboGraphics, composed by a bunch of talented composers. This is for the TurboGraphics? we are just kidding, because it's called Harvest Moon DS. It's oh a, no, a I think joke. you mean the PC Engine. Sorry, 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 PC Engine. CD? We used to get that really confused, Do you remember, when we talked about
0: the turbo Well, TurboGrafx? it is confusing when CD. you name the console something different. It's not our fault. This is beautiful. Do you like this track? Well, I, I'm a really big fan of this melody. I like it. Until the end, it takes some odd turns. I it think does. it should be a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like, you know, classic nintendo instruments. This um, is
1: the most tragic track that we've played so far. Can you think of one so far that was sadder than this?
0: Building Mode 1 for me is just tragic
1: because of the name.
3: Mode
1: <laughs> Building Mode 1 was a tragic I'm just going to keep bringing in, that subject up. In American history. Yeah, no. Uh, Will, have you ever dabbled in playing the Harvest Moon games at all?
0: I've seen them. Like I, I know,
1: like that they exist. I, I want to be careful. I want to tread lightly here, but I also kind of want to just say my opinion. I think the Harvest Moon games are some of the most boring video games in the world. <laughs> I, you call so... that treading lightly? I Jesus, know. Dude. I know. I was kind of. I was kind of kidding. No, for me, they're just they're so slow and boring. I just can't imagine getting really into them. But if if anyone is, feel free to let me know like
0: what it is about these games that maybe I'm missing. I just think it's funny that you're like I'm gonna tread lightly. Yeah, these games <laughs> are the most the loathsome pieces of shit imaginable.
1: <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. I could have been worse. No, 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 no. These these are these are great games. These are some of my favorites. We're now going to move on to Pilot Wings for the SNES. It's so fun to have two Soyo Oka soundtracks on today's episode. Will wanted us to play Light Plane from the soundtrack. I think we played this quite a long time ago um, in an earlier episode, but so good. But this is like the best one. Oh my gosh, this is such a great track. This is really one of the... For some reason, when I think about the SNES, this track always pops in my head. Like yeah. almost before any other track. I love
0: Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings just, is so ugh. great.
1: And Koji Kondo, if you guys remember, helped with some implementation of and the sound, sound effects. effects. Um, and he made sound effects. Absolutely. So let's take a listen to Light Plane by the wonderful Soyo Oka. Gosh, this is an amazing SNES track. This is Light Plane from Pilot Wings by the wonderful Soyo Oka. You know, we've talked a lot about this track in the past. This soundtrack, the fusion of jazz, It's very effortless how she incorporates these really interesting kind of chord changes, modulations. But the music, the melodies are always very beautiful and soaring and singable. You know, you could sing this melody pretty easily. And I think that's pretty impressive.
0: Especially if you're that guy in the Latin track. (laughs) He could definitely sing
1: this. This would be so easy for him. Well, I got to give another shout out to Alex Torres amazing yeah no this might be a good time will to kind of just kind of shoot the breeze a little bit have a little break you know we are in the same room uh but you know that shouldn't stop us from catching up a little bit so anything new on your radar as far as
0: games or music or anything of that nature yeah i've been playing a lot of uh captain toad treasure tracker Ah. uh one of uh, a more recent installment
1: who gave you that for christmas
0: uh one of my many brothers uh i forget which one no you actually gave that to me and i uh am very thankful from what I saw of it, it looked like an absolute blast. It's so much fun. I, l- I really love it. I, I, it. It gives me hope that Nintendo is making um, improvements and positive strides as far as presentation goes. Yeah. Because it's probably the best looking Wii U game it's I've so surprising, ever played. I'd it's absolutely that. gorgeous. It's very breathtaking. I would not expect that. The gameplay that. is really simple and elegant, and there's this beautiful kind of diorama quality to the level design where you can spin the camera around and look at it well, from in general, all these different when angles. I think about some of the
1: best nintendo graphical moments uh in the history of that company it's always going for simplicity going right. for less is more you know well, whether it's self shaded or looking like a child drew something like that is really where they excel yeah so that's I mean, cool. their
0: aesthetics are really good and also the The is cool too right the gameplay yeah the music is great uh mihito yokota you have some great kind of classic mario type themes in there and what i really like about it Um, just from a gameplay level, it's a, it's a puzzle game. Um, and there's a lot of kind of brilliant, clever level design. That's like not repeated where you have a really interesting idea for one level. And then another interesting idea for the next level, it doesn't kind of tread things out again and again. (laughs) It's just a constant barrage of creativity. Cool.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, uh, as far as me goes, I have been playing a lot of video games lately, but they've all been like mobile games or like online flash games. For some reason, I've been kind of in that, in that mood to play those kind of games. I've been playing a lot of Zombie Gunship, for my iPhone, which is really fun. It's kind of like those Call of Duty levels where you're in the helicopter. It's like with the thermal vision. Uh it's it's actually really fun. And then I've also been yeah, playing I'm a
0: pacifist, so I don't believe in those games. <laughs> There's no
1: music at all in the game, which is Well, sad.
0: actually I can't say I'm a pacifist. In Toad Tracker, you do throw turnips, but Oh my gosh. Uh no, and then also another thing for
1: some reason I've been playing I used to play this a long time ago. Balloon's Tower Defense 4. Oh, that one's uh it actually fun. has a really good theme song. Maybe I might play it for a show and tell. I don't know if that would count. But Because um, some of those online Flash games, they just use music they found anywhere, and who knows you know, where they got it from. But anyway, enough, enough about that. Let's get back to the music here. We're going to play a track from Ace Combat 5, The Unsung War. And like we said before, this soundtrack was composed by Kaiki Kobayashi. We're going to take a listen to an orchestral track. Again, very soft, very beautiful. The kind of the delicate side of Ace Combat. This is The Journey Home. track is the journey home from ace combat 5 the unsung war by kaike kobayashi i like how there's a lot of really exposed beautiful kind of solo playing you have that solo cello which is really really gorgeous and then you have the solo violin uh i don't know i'm a really big fan of how this track builds when it started you know And it's hard because I have to go through all these soundtracks and hear just a lot of really kind of sparse background music, which is great, but it's not necessarily something I necessarily want to include on a podcast. But what was cool about this track is I was excited to hear how it grew and how it built into something that is very enjoyable musically, you know, taken away from the game. And I think that's something that in general... um, We unfortunately have to do so much on this podcast is take the context away. You know, and the composer never intended this to be just listened to and dissected on a podcast, but hey, we have to do it anyway. So, would you
0: say that makes us uh, heroes?
1: I would. I mean, the word hero gets tossed around, but gods. (laughs) Once again, we're coming back to godlike. No, I just, I don't want to go down this path,
0: Will. But no, let's kidding.
1: talk about this track. Uh, what very are some things pretty. that st- yeah, stand out mean, to you?
0: This war is very unsung indeed. <laughs> I mean, this is very delicate. I feel like if you have a light glockenspiel melody, I don't think you get to have the word war in What's your title. What's funny is someone on YouTube made a a pretty funny comment because the
1: main theme, or one of the main themes of the game has a choir. So it's like, this unsung war is not unsung at all. <laughs> yeah, Which I that was pretty funny. But yeah, no, this is this is cool. I should look into... um. I don't know if there's a more. Oh, recent... Oh yeah, that's
0: okay. I just got that because
1: it's like <laughs> singing, know right? If there's a more recent uh, Ace Combat game, if there's Ace Combat Six, but um, I'm a really big fan of these these two at least. So now we're going to move on to Railroad Tycoon Three. Uh, I remember playing this game in the '90s. It's a pretty good game. Choo choo. Uh, pretty good soundtrack. Features a lot of kind of American, a lot of old timey blues, and that's what we're going to play. We're going to play a track called Shuffle Train Blues by Jim Callahan music listening to Shuffle Train Blues from Railroad Tycoon 3 by Jim Callahan. You're having some really cool slide acoustic guitar here. Yeah, no, uh, I gotta say that this series is pretty fun, but for me, Roller Coaster Tycoon is, is definitely the most fun kind of simulation. Well, especially for game. a kid.
0: What's more fun than a roller coaster? It's so
1: much fun, yeah. I also played the sequel. We we're gonna. I was gonna say, what's more fun than cleaning up
0: other people's puke? Oh my gosh! So many handyman I had to have in that game. It's ridiculous. And I like that, you drop them in with these little like pliers, yeah. like from the sky. It's a great
1: game. Yeah. There's yeah, not I love much. It.
0: There's not much music in game. The only music in game is like one of the America my favorite rounds. things is if you have like a build a huge roller coaster. You have to build that little like trail to it, like that really like long blue
1: line.
3: <laughs> the that queue can wind line. Around. Yeah, I
1: love it. Oh, that's cool. So now we're going to play a track from Viva Pinata by Grant Kirkhope. This is, uh, I was kind of had re reminded myself, this is a simulation game. It's, it's like a life simulation game. It's about this garden, and you're trying to make this garden uh, kind of as beautiful as you can, this empty plot of land. Viva Pinata came out for the um, 360, right? Or the original Xbox. I don't remember. I think it was some the original ex- Xbox. Some kind of Xbox. This is All in a Day's Work by the wonderful Grant Kirkhope. It's
0: very Kirkhopean in nature. This is all in a day's work from Viva Pinata. This might actually be from Viva Pinata too, because we just got this from the soundtrack version, it includes which combines both, both. It's included early in the soundtrack, but uh, the music is all kind of mixed out of order. Yeah, and but it's what's so weird consistent is, in sound. This
1: might not apply because the sequel is not a simulation game; it's a first-person shooter. It's Viva Pinata. It's getting real. That's the oh name God. of the second game, and it's actually really violent, so this you're might not apply. You're massacring piñatas, and then candy <laughs> falls out of them, and then you eat the candy. And then you power-ups. die. So some, how do you die, though? Because you have to die, though.
0: Baseball bats, because you're a piñata also. Oh my
1: gosh, that's actually, that's not a bad idea for a video game there.
0: I, I, I kind of always, when I used to see commercials for this game, that's kind of what I thought it was. Did they not do that in the commercials? I feel like the commercials were, like,
1: overtly, like violent or like extreme something about there like a something pinata. like that
0: yeah 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 like the pinatas would escape it was so playing with the nature get... of
1: like the you know the juxtaposition of gentleness with like
0: you know right. craziness anyways wait we should talk about the music uh it's very kirkopian in nature would you agree I would agree. Grantonian? Kirkopian. Grantonian. I think I coined Kirkopian. I really like it. Uh, very, very beautiful style. I love his style. It's, it, this track in particular is so very delicate. The orchestration is very nice. He does a great job of choosing instruments for his melodies. Oh, yeah. Um, and oftentimes, you know, melodies will be passed around different places. But they they have such a nice little bounce and shape to them. Like this one. Da-da-dum. Da. Bum, yeah, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. like there's a really kind of plucky playfulness to it. And oh it, yeah, the performances are are really exquisite. And something that's cool is uh, both one and two are so the recordings and the engineering of these orchestras are so similar that you really can't tell. Um, each it game may have apart. been recorded at the same time. It's hard to say. But let's move on
1: to I'm so excited to play another tropical track. This is tropical four. The track is Fuego de Pasión, and this was once again by Alex Torres and his Latin Orchestra. Let's take a listen to this really cool Latin piece. I think the piano player had a little bit too much surge before they recorded this track oh my gosh it's crazy it's just ballistic one thing i forgot to mention in the previous tropical track we played is when i was listening to this it reminded me how important latin music is to video game music especially 8-bit and 16-bit you just hear so many techniques so many like kind of chord progressions that you would hurt here in video games it's just it's crazy the influence this had we talked about it in our inspirations and influences episode but you just, it's just—it's
0: really undeniable. This is Fuego de Pasión from Tropical Four. I think that helps that um, we obviously know jazz music was hugely influential, especially to a lot of the Japanese composers right. um, that you know grew up in the '60s and '70s. And there was so much cross-pollination between Latin music and jazz music that mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was sort of the collective influences of a lot of kind of that generation of early video game composers. Take a
1: listen to this. This part's really cool. This part particularly really reminds me of video game music, so let's fade that down and well, move on. it is on. video
0: game music, so you're right.
1: Touche, <laughs> touche. Let's move on. We have a couple more tracks to talk about. This is The Sims 3 Seasons. It's an expansion pack to The Sims 3. Um, this track, um, it was performed by the band The Shokes. That's S-H-O-A-K-S. And, Will, I don't know if you're familiar, but most of the music that has vocals in The Sims series is in Simlish, it's a completely made-up gobbledygook language. Mm-hmm. And this is one such track. And it's so funny because musically, it sounds like they're really taking it seriously. Like it's a modern, like kind of cute acoustic pop song performed really well, but with complete gibberish lyrics. Kind of like Rayman a little bit. But in a, in a little bit different way. Let's take a listen to Maisie Grobe from Sims 3 Seasons.
2: See go zoo for i bro doe bru
3: I'm not the only
1: Bill said something so interesting Is if you were to show this track To someone who doesn't speak English They would just think it's English It's actually they do a good Even I sometimes don't notice that Because like so many songs I listen to I can't understand the lyrics You
0: know so Especially nowadays It's so funny And the other thing they're using like our American R Like The American English Is the only language On planet Earth That has the err sound Every other language Does like er <laughs> Or uh, Or something like that They don't go ur. Or just like Kind of a soft R Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very interesting Yeah It's where it's like silent but yeah yeah my first reaction (laughs) listening to this was like they have an american accent like that's not simlish yeah they're not doing a simlish accent yeah no this is a really pretty song it's funny that uh it's
1: you know in a in a fake language but i think it's kind of cute it's very cute i like it very cute now let's move on to the last track we're going to talk about today a fitting way to end here this is microsoft flight simulator x if anyone had been waiting out don't worry we're having a track from this series. Um, I would say the most realistic simulation game, in my opinion, this series. This game was composed by Stan Lepard, and we're going to play the title theme from Simulator X. Here so we go.
0: all one of you that have been looking forward to this now, <laughs> you can be... Here fulfilled. you go,
1: Alan. This is for you. <laughs> so much guys for joining us at our look at simulations. We had a great time. This is a really interesting, unique episode. A lot of really kind of soft, relaxing music. Hopefully you guys didn't fall asleep from this episode. We really look forward to next week. We're so excited because we have Original Showcase. You guys know that once a season we have an episode where we uh, kind of share what we've been up to uh, with our own music. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Do some collective group ass kissing. Absolutely.
0: That's going to be a blast. So yeah, stick <laughs> no, with I'm us kidding.
1: as we close out this season in style. Something
0: I thought was interesting about this episode is most of the music we played featured, you know, live performances. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool,
1: and that was definitely not something I was expecting. But yeah, stick with us, guys. We're going to play you out with a track from Simcopter.
0: It's Classical 13 by Jerry Martin. Once again, my name is Carl Brugeman. And I'm his brother, Will Brugeman. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next couple episodes as we close out season six. Um, another thing, um, just like we mentioned last week, uh, the video for our original musical, Fireflower, is up on YouTube. You can search it Fireflower, one word. Um, 8-bit musical comedy uh we all put a lot of work into it and we're really proud and if you're a fan of the show i think you'll have a fun time seeing us all uh sing and dance and act and collectively make asses of ourselves (laughs) for your pleasure well thanks have a great week everybody peace out